For decades, we've helped Tom's family with parenting, adoption, and what it means to be pro-life. It's just typical of the way Focus on the Family has worked over the years. They just provide very practical, biblically-based things that help people to make the right choice and, and support people in ways that really are necessary. That's why Tom and his wife give monthly, to encourage and equip other families. Focus on the family is out on the front lines of things that you know are necessary in the culture and in, in the community, and we as Christians are called to support God's work in that way. It's just a blessing to us to be a part of it. I'm Jim Daly. I'm inviting you to give monthly so that together we can save even more families. Join our Friends of Focus on the Family team by calling 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com family. Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. I don't know why, but after 36 years, almost 37 years of marriage now, I find that communication with my dear wife, Dina, is harder. (laughs) Why is that? I'm John Fuller, along with a couple who can answer my question. Uh, They're in charge of our marriage department here, Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. So, I mean, you're the experts. Why is it harder after decades of marriage? Why do the little things become accusations or assumptions or I I step on her lines and she gets all huffy or she steps on my lines? Why is that? I, I think part of it is that we all experience times of miscommunication. Like I think about for Aaron and I, I mean, we communicate pretty well unless it's a schedule, unless it's, it's, you know, we're going out with a couple or we have some activity that night. So there are some circumstances. I would say very consistently <laughs> we have had issues around scheduling oh. because it's it, really it is a communication issue because it's somebody will schedule something and the other person doesn't know. And then it's like, well, where's childcare? And I have something scheduled. And why right. didn't you say you that? I'm an introvert and don't want to go yeah, out anyway. You both are really, really busy. So I'm guessing this is not uncommon but Mm -hmm. you feel it especially. It's been a consistent pattern over 29 years of marriage. Well, even today, Aaron said, hey, don't forget, we're going over to so-and-so's house for a birthday party. Oh, you withered, I'll bet. (laughs) (laughs) I so identify. (laughs) And and there was every part of me wanted to go, wait, I didn't know about this. You know, I don't, I'm going to be I'm sick that going, night. Uh, yeah, but know. I've learned to just wait until the day of to say, hey, <laughs> this is what's happening tonight. Yeah. <laughs> he can't get away then. <laughs> in, in the temptation then is for me to argue about what really happened. Like, you didn't tell me. Oh, I told you. No. I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter who's right or wrong. I mean, the truth is in the eye of the beholder. Yep. I mean, so there's no point in arguing about, well, you didn't tell me. Yes, I did. Well, I don't remember. Well, I remember telling you. And I've just had to learn to go, all right. I'm not good at flexibility. I love routine. This is throwing me, and that's okay. Take some deep breaths, and then okay, what are we doing tonight? Yeah, okay, that's... I can I can do that. But but then there are times that I've had to say, you know, Aaron, seriously, this is like the fourth night in a row. I mean, I'm I'm, out of gas. I, I'm just yeah. out of gas. Can we reschedule, or do you want to just go by yourself, or what 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 yeah. should we do? And so that that's kind of what. Probably our biggest area of miscommunication Mm -hmm. is. Well, uh, our episode today is all about moving on from miscommunication. You you set a good example with what happened right there. And we're going to hear more now about this topic from Dr. Kevin Lehman. 
He's one of our most popular broadcast guests here at Focus on the Family, and he talked with Jim Daly and Jim's wife, Jean, and uh, they told a story from their own relationship. So much of this gets down to communication. I mean, we just don't uh, learn how to communicate with each other effectively. And in fact, I mean, this is a more humorous uh, component of that, but Gene, you and I had that great communication error when we were at some water park. You want to let people know about This is so funny. This is classic, Kevin, and I'd love your input on this one. Oh, my. It doesn't make me look very good. Um, Our family was at a water park, and we arrived around lunchtime. We were going to get lunch. We're first in line for a locker, and the line, all the lines were really long. So Jim stayed in the locker line, and uh, we agreed that I would go to the first snack shack (laughs) and order, probably order, get a table, and well, so... I went to that first snack shack, and they didn't have french fries to go with my veggie burger. (laughs) And I really wanted french fries. So I knew that line was long for the locker. Oh, this gets bad. Hang on. So I thought I had enough time to run to the second snack shack. I can see it coming. (laughs) Yeah. Although we communicated at this point, and she was going to run along to look for these you know, French fries from somewhere. And I said, okay, let's just meet back here at this table. This is a huge, like 300 acre place. And you get lost in this place, you're done. And so Gene said, okay, let's meet ba- back here. Yeah. And what and happened so after that, that? That place didn't have French fries. <laughs> and so they told me the next place. So I was thinking, I'm probably not going to get to the table in time. But I think I actually thought that Jim would somehow know mm-hmm. that I was sequentially going from snack shack to snack I think she was shack. in another country at one point. And I don't know. so <laughs> I'm gone and I don't know, there's long lines. First and, hour goes by. Okay. No, well, <laughs> I don't know how long it was. And I get back to the important. table and there's no Jim and the and boys. The boys were long they were gone. gone. And so I realized they're not there. I go to the lockers. They're not anywhere to be found. And I this is just bizarre. I kind of start panicking. I didn't know what locker they had. My, I had no identification. I had no money. I, my cell phone was probably in the locker. And I became like this lost five-year-old little girl. And I'm like panicked. I think I'm thinking I'm going to have to sleep in the water park, that they're not going to let me out. I'd say fear had gripped you. Fear, uh, yes. And I'm walking around the park for two hours, and we can't find each other. Okay. And and I even went to the lounge chairs where we'd put our towels and stayed there for a while. Okay, Jim, when we finally did meet, what happened? <laughs> well, I had sat there for, uh, literally for maybe an hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes. I did. It was like that long. And so then I decided she's lost. My little wife was gone. So I walked this whole water park looking under every bridge on the thing and, you know, every ride. I'm looking at the lines. I must have spent another hour looking for her. I come back to the very table and Gene Gene and I meet at the table and she's mad at me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's like uncorked. She's These saying, Jim and Gene stories. How could stories. you leave me? How could you leave me? I'm going... I was here for like an hour and 45 minutes waiting for you. And then I, I went looking for you on this 300-acre lot. I've oh, been looking for you for the last okay. three hours. But I don't know if I ever told you this. <laughs> Is this going to create a fight? Wait a minute. No. 
this is you know what the real problem was? Yes, you can't stick to it without <laughs> okay, no. And it wasn't. Oh, it is well, going to be okay, a fight. That is a, that's true. I do have a problem we'll with that. We'll meet at the okay, table. I do definitely have a problem with that. No. I was feeling insecure about my body. And that set me off for the whole day. I'm not kidding. And my my body was really covered with long sleeve rash guard and board shorts. And there was only one other woman in the water park who was more covered than me from head to toe. That is why I went wacko that day. That's what really was the problem. This is the first time I've heard this. I, I think knew. I can make you both feel better if I told you that I lost my 14-year-old daughter, Holly, in New York City when I was doing the Phil Donahue show oh. in Bloomingdale's and had to call Mrs. Uppington and oh. say, I have a problem. Now, what's the problem, honey? Oh. Was the show delayed? Uh, no, the problem's Holly. Oh, honey, what's the problem? Uh, I don't know where she is. Oh. You what? So I can identify with these. (laughs) (laughs) But I was a grown woman. I know. But talking about communication, had I started the day by saying, Jim, we're going to a water park. I'm feeling insecure about my body. It would have changed the entire day. It gets back to taking the time to communicate the reality of what I'm feeling inside. And lots of times, for a lot of different reasons, and I think this goes back to how we grew up, how we saw mom and dad, what we brought, the baggage we brought in. I always remind people, it's not two people who got married, it's at least six, because you marry your families, and you marry whatever garbage was there you bring to the altar. And you have to work through those things early in your marriage, or you're going to end up paying for it. It's going to pop up from time to time. But, you know, the, the Lord we serve is a great God. He wants what's best for us. And like I said earlier, I think most of our marriage problems are spiritual problems. We just try to gut it out on ourselves without saying, Lord, I need your help. Holy Spirit, help me, guide me. Let me say the things that I need to say. Before I came here today at my hotel, I issued a very short prayer, Lord, just help the words glorify you. Mm-hmm. And right. it's easy to try to glorify yourself or to be selfish. That's the carnal part of man. But it takes that daily commitment to work toward oneness, to be a real couple. And if you do, your kids are taking emotional notes, spiritual notes on on what life's all about. They're well, taking their I'm cues sorry. from you. I'm sorry I didn't know you well enough to uh, handle that differently. Well, no, you couldn't read my mind. And that's a that's a Women really... want men to read their minds. And and it took me a long time in marriage to realize how unfair that is and that Jim can't read my mind and that I need to tell him my expectations or You do that a lot better than you used to do. Right. I had to learn that. One of my favorite all time things happened in my life when my wife says, Honey, do you want to stop for ice cream? And I said, Uh no. I kept driving. Two minutes later she's crying. I go, what's wrong with you? I want to stop for ice cream. <laughs> so when a woman says, Jim, do you want to stop for ice cream? She's not asking a question. <laughs> this takes us all the way back to yesterday about Gene's birthday. Yes, <laughs> Thanks a lot, Kevin. Yeah. 
Oh, By the way, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay a couple extra days <laughs> yes, in Colorado Springs, and I'm going to help you too. <laughs> thank you. Finally, after 33 years <laughs> of you. marriage. You know, I so appreciate Jim Daly and how transparent he and Gene are about their own relationship. I mean, I've had the privilege of sitting with him for a long time in the studio, and uh, that kind of transparency is really a hallmark of who he is. And uh, Aaron, our theme this month on the podcast is wedding and anniversaries, and those are milestones that are important. And reaching anniversaries, we got we should celebrate that we pushed on through difficult times and we made it. So what are some ways you encourage couples to move on through a miscommunication to we made it? Mm. You know, it's, it's so interesting because the research shows that 70% of the time you will miscommunicate. So that's a pretty high statistic. So in many ways, having that mindset of I'm going to share this, but it may be misunderstood. So it's important, A, in the middle of the miscommunication to be clarifying back and forth, listening to what the other person is saying and asking, is this what you're saying? This is what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. So clarifying, is this what you're saying? But what I hear over and over again, couples will often have disagreements, but they don't revisit it after the fact. So we talked earlier on a previous episode about a disagreement we had last week in the morning. And by that night, we were both pretty open. And it was an opportunity. I always say it's such an opportunity. Come back and utilize that experience to grow your marriage because you're going to learn stuff. So what I learned last week is what I'm not going to do the next time that a situation like that comes up. What do we need to adjust within our relationship? Not to point fingers, not for any other purpose than to move us forward so we can do it better next time. Yeah, that closure is so important. And I think I've shared that we've just suffered from a lot of dangling conflict that never gets revisited. Mm. It's kind of like Dina goes to bed, you know, upset about something or I do. And, and because there's such a fast pace in our home, we have so many things we're swimming in details. We're falling behind. It's like, I don't have time to unpack that or boom, there's another one (laughs) and another one. So that is a common struggle, I think. It isn't for me as a conflict avoider. Oh. I'm a I'm a peacemaker. My personality, and and it's not that Aaron loves conflict because she certainly. But doesn't. I know he believes that sometimes. I, I really I I know that's not true. <laughs> no, what it's I not. what what over the I think early. Oh, let's talk about this. I think early <laughs> in do. our marriage, I believed that. Yes, and I believe and, you believed that. In <laughs> in over the years, because we're talking about celebrating milestones here in just a week or so is our 29th year of marriage. And what I can honestly say, so I'm just not pandering to Aaron, I'm saying that I now recognize that that is an amazing gift that Aaron has given to our relationship, that she's willing to suspend harmony, that she's willing to step forward even when it's uncomfortable and she doesn't want to be the one to bring things up, but she brings them up and that always benefits our marriage. Mm. So maybe in the early days I thought, eh, she loves conflict. She has no issue with that. I, I know she hates conflict, but she's willing to put something out there in the hopes that, that, that I will care enough about that to really work towards something that feels good mm. to both of us. And that's why, you know, when you brought the thing up in the morning and said, Hey, we need to talk. And, and I goaded her into telling me what it was. And then we ended up into an argument. What I appreciated is that kind of our pattern is Aaron will bring something up. I'll probably 
react to that, not handle it right. And then she'll come back later on and try to repair and say, you know, let, let's talk this through. And I really appreciated that she didn't do that because it gave me an opportunity to be the one mm. to say, hey, are we going to, I'd love to revisit that. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're always growing and learning, you know, close to 30 years of marriage, we teach this stuff, but we, we have to learn how to get through the miscommunication and talk stuff through in a way that feels good to both of us. And as we said previously, and as Kevin Lehman said uh, today, submit these things to the Lord and ask him for help. If you're stuck and you're not seeing resolution to conflicts, ask him, ask God to help find that spot. And um, our conversation today uh, that we heard from Kevin and from Greg and Aaron um, is really captured and discussed further in Dr. Kevin Lehman's book, The Intimate Connection. And we've got copies of that here at the ministry. We'll send one to you. If you're able to make a gift of any amount, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift, to focus on the family. And we'll link to that in the show notes. And uh, while you're there, look for the link to our free marriage assessment, which takes just a few minutes to fill out, and it covers a lot of different aspects in your relationship. Again, uh, the assessment and the book and an opportunity to donate. All the details are in the show notes. Next time, Dr. Ron Welch and his wife Jan will share ways to uh, achieve better communication in your marriage. And for now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller. Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.